Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. I'm Julia from Stratus Creative Marketing, where we are obsessed with finding real life in the wild stories about business and marketing. Everybody, I'm excited to introduce you to a new friend, Jenny. Um, Jenny, first of all, say hi. Hey guys, hey. (laughs) We're excited to have you. Jenny, what is your business name? My business is Jenny's Ugly Chocolates. Okay, so like when I first came across this, like ugly chocolates, tell me more. Like how did that happen? (laughs) A lot of people are upset that I call them ugly. Uh, (laughs) When I first started, it became... Uh, a business from a hobby. And so uh, when I was practicing and trying to figure out how to temper chocolate, real chocolate, uh, it was very difficult. And everything came out just really funky looking with streaks and specks. And eventually, I got better at it, but it was too late. My friends were asking for my ugly chocolates to to give to (laughs) friends, um, to serve at a party. And they would just say ugly chocolates and, and then it just stuck and it's been with me since. So now it's, I'm not going to lie. I love it because (laughs) when I first came across your Instagram, I was like, first of all, who calls, like who's selling ugly chocolates in this universe? Like, uh, but it's something that has like stuck with me just like, it seems like it sticks with your people. So, mm -hmm. um, so how did you get into this hobby? My children were very young. Um, I had a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and I just needed stimulation. I needed creativity. And so like a lot of moms, when you've got the little ones, you're Mm -hmm. just, you're going nuts and you need to do something. You need some kind of creative outlet, especially if you're not working. Um, And that wasn't an option for me because everybody Mm -hmm. had been laid off. So um so I'm stuck at home and I'm trying to live in this world with these tiny people and I just needed an outlet. And so chocolate was interesting to me. I like to make little bonbons. I'm from Kentucky. And so my dad and I, we would make caramels. We would play with different candy recipes. Um, there's one in Kentucky called uh, Kentucky Pooled Cream. Uh, it's very difficult to make. And so we dabble in that. Um, but his favorite thing to make is bourbon balls. And so I had challenged myself to make a better bourbon ball than my dad. I love it. I love it. Some good, healthy competition. Yeah. So I, I wanted to put more bourbon into it, but he was dipping them and it was it was proving challenging for me because I was using real chocolate. I didn't understand mm-hmm. it at the time, but you can't really do that. And so uh, the liquid and the chocolate, they just don't mix. And so it was seizing up and giving me trouble. And so I decided to do this molding technique where you uh, kind of make a shell and then you fill the shell and then you cap the shell um, with the filling inside. And that way I could get more bourbon inside of the bourbon ball. So that's where it all started was me trying to one up my dad. Cool. I love it. And some good Kentucky bourbon. Uh, That's awesome. So how long have you been doing this? I think about eight years now. Okay. Wow, that's a long time. So, all right. So you started making these chocolates, like healthy competition with your dad. Um, your friends started asking about them. When did you decide, like, 
this is going to be a business? I was selling at the Uptown Umbrella Market. We had this little market, um, community market in the summers. I was selling there. I was freezing them and taking them to the market because it was wicked hot and <laughs> and had a really great um, feedback. People were loving them. I had some regular customers. It was going really well. Um, and then I entered my sweet potato crunch in a competition with our local, our statewide magazine, which is called Our State. And they had a Made and NC Awards competition. I entered it. And when I won the food and drink category that year, that's when it became a business. Okay, that's <laughs> cool. I mean, like, that's that's innate PR. Like, because yeah. then suddenly you're in this magazine and people are wondering where they can get this too. So yeah, I was selling on Facebook. I didn't have, I didn't have a website. I didn't have a shop. I didn't have anywhere where I was selling them, you know, other than the market or just by word of mouth. And so all of a sudden I'm getting like hundreds of requests for a menu and I'm like, I don't have a menu. I (laughs) I wasn't expecting to win this. That's awesome. Um, So Tell me about like, what are some of the biggest changes that have happened since those early days? I would say the biggest change is in me. Okay. Um, Because even though I started out just like, well, let's see where this goes. I, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of advice about what you need to do to have a successful business. You need to get a loan. You need to, you know, hire people. You need to hire a manager. You need to. Um, get the equipment, you need to get a space. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so overwhelmed by that advice because I, especially with an artist background, I don't have any business background. I'm not a mathematical person. I love it, appreciate it. I can't mm-hmm. do it. I, I'm not a great organizer. And so, and everything was in my home and I've got these kids and I'm trying to, I'm still the caregiver. I have to figure mm-hmm. out how to make all of this work. And so, I've had to grow and change with every step of the business. We've just, you know, been growing mm-hmm. it by baby step and baby step yeah. and baby step. And in every level, I have to redo the infrastructure to be able to accommodate it. But also, I'm having to change the way that I think about business and the way that mm-hmm. I think about um, how I'm going to move forward with it, how I'm going to grow in it. And, and I've had to educate myself on everything. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been overwhelming, but I think for me to be able to grow as a business owner, as the business grows has been much more effective than, you know, jumping in and trying to do this big thing and then just failing. Yeah. Yeah, So I, that's kind of how we grew too. like, I started as a one person show and now we have employees, but like it It was really overwhelming at the beginning because I was like, oh, I need all of these things. But really, like, if you do it, like, slowly, you don't necessarily need all of the things all at once. So, yeah, it's been painful. It's been a painful growth experience, Mm -hmm. but but invaluable at the same time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, So tell me, what does your business look like now? Like you do you still make chocolate in your kitchen or where do you Uh do it? You still do it in your kitchen. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to take you on a tour in a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I this year, uh, this past year, I became an LLC. I was a cool. sole proprietor before, so that was um, mm-hmm. a big change. 
um, in the way that we do a lot of things. So um, became a sole proprietor and then I bought a larger machine. Um, cool. It was from Italy. Uh, it's, it's a continuous tempering machine. So before cool. I had, I could process about 10 pounds at once. Um, but now I can do about 40 pounds. So cool. it's, and it's still in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. So are you making yeah. them all by yourself or do you have people helping you? I have, I have three, um, no, four. I have four contract employees uh, okay. working for me. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I, I felt like I was doing the work of about 10 people yeah. uh, before as the business owner and then yeah. all the things. And so now That's I'm awesome. hiring out whatever I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who are you mainly like serving? Are these like individuals who are purchasing chocolates, companies? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Both. That's a great question. I, I'm selling mostly on the web mm -hmm. uh, through my website, which is jennysuglychocolates.com, Jenny with an I. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm also selling locally at, uh, it's called the Farmers and Makers Market. It's here on Dickinson Avenue here in Greenville, North Carolina. It's uh, like an artisan market and also like a, a farmer's market. So there's cool. produce, there's artwork. And there's a coffee shop and there's chocolate. So I've got a, mm -hmm. a chocolate case there. So we're selling locally. And then also doing corporate. I love, 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 love corporate orders so much. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. we're trying to expand in that direction mm -hmm. because yeah. it's amazing. You get, they know what they want. They know what they can spend and they mm -hmm. give you plenty of advance notice. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can just make a great product and then they hand it out to all kinds of people. And then mm -hmm. it's, it's exponential. It's, it's yeah, for sure. my favorite. Yeah. Um, so like, how are you reaching all like, so obviously like the people popping into this, like farmers makers market, like they're seeing mm -hmm. your chocolates. How are you like marketing yourself? How has that worked? Mostly through, <laughs> mostly through our state magazine. <laughs> okay. All right. Sweet. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. that's like a huge bump. So it was huge. It was, I mean, it was, it was life-changing because mm -hmm. I, it's been five years since I uh, had entered that contest and it's still my number one, um, refer top. Wow. Yeah. My top that's referral amazing. on my website. So I still get that little bump and they usually do like a little plug every year and I saw when they redesigned their website, uh, they reorganized it so you could see past winners Ooh, that I got cool. another bump from that. So, I mean, That's it's, awesome. it's the gift that keeps on giving. So, yeah. um, and I also entered, um, the made in the South awards of garden and gun magazine last year and was, um, not a finalist, like a semi-finalist. And, okay, cool. uh, and so then they kind of picked me up. And, and put me like, here's some great mail, mail order gifts. Mm -hmm. You can use, you know, these are great mail yeah. order gifts. Uh, and so I was able to get a, a little bump from that. And I entered again. So we'll see what happens this year. Cool. That would, Fingers I, that crossed. Would, Fingers crossed. That would carry me for the next <laughs> 10 years. I wouldn't have to ever market again. But otherwise, it's word, of, it's word of mouth. It's just plugging stuff on Facebook and okay. Instagram. Which makes a ton of sense. because. 
Yeah, it's chocolate. Like, people recommend chocolate to each other. Like, um, and you always want to try them before you buy them. So if you trust somebody's taste, like, then you're going to be more likely to buy them. What's, like, your most popular flavor? The most popular is sweet potato crunch. Okay. Um, So it's it's a bonbon with all of my chocolate is semi-sweet. So it's a semi-sweet bonbon. It has uh, a creamy filling, which is made from sweet potato, local creamery butter. Uh, they're just down the road. Cool. Um, it's got a local distilled sweet potato vodka. It brightens it up, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of bourbon. And then that creamy, warm, gooey center. And then beneath it is, um, it's on a pillow of toasted um, roasted pecans salty uh so you got the salty sweet crunch and then uh and then my homemade toffee toffee bit so it's pecans and toffee and then the creamy sweet potato and it's just it's so good everybody go order it um that sounds amazing um so do you get to like clearly like this is something you came up with like how do you experiment like tell me about that i just kind of get in the mode like just really get in the zone of thinking about the chocolate and its flavor profile. And then everything Mm -hmm. I taste while I'm kind of in that mental state um, just kind of goes like, Hey, I wonder how this would be with chocolate. I wonder how this would be with the chocolate. Mm -hmm. And that's where I came up with the sweet potato because it just happened to be like over Thanksgiving. I'm like, how would it be with the gravy? (laughs) How would it be with the turkey? How would it be with the green beans and Mm -hmm. sweet potato? It wasn't a difficult jump, but it freaks people out that their sweet potato and the chocolate. I think it's amazing. It sounds like a sweet potato <laughs> pie. Let's be honest. Like, right? uh, so it sounds amazing. Um, so I'm sure that like your artistry background helps kind of with that creativity. It does. Yeah. Okay. I don't. That's awesome. Know how to- I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, but like, I like, I just, yeah, I wouldn't know either. Like, I'm not an artist, but, um, or I pretend to be one, but I feel like there's something about like, um, I'm seeing like the comparison between like artistry where you're like making things out of nothing or putting things together, um, that generally artists like think out of the box and like, right. that's essentially what you're doing just with chocolate. Exactly. So exactly. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, So do you still sell ugly chocolates or are they all beautiful now? No, they're all pretty. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Everybody, you might be disappointed. They're not ugly, but they still sound really good. So um, tell me, like, as we kind of close out, like, if you were talking to somebody who wanted to start a business, what would your advice be to them? That is a really great question. And I've thought about it and I don't feel like I have a good answer. Um, I think there's a lot of merit to growing the business as you grow in your knowledge and experience. But I also know that it, that has been an extremely painful way to grow a business because you don't have a lot of working capital because whatever I was making profit, I was reinvesting in, into the next infrastructure growth. I wasn't paying myself 
Um, uh-huh. That's a big problem when you're trying to explain to your husband why you've got a business <laughs> in your house that right. involves the whole family mm-hmm. and you're not paying yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Been there. So, so mm-hmm. I think finding um, their small business association, they've got, um, they can connect people um, with a local business counselor. There are people who do it for free. Mm-hmm. Um that you can get connected, especially if you have a college. If you have a college that has a school of business or business classes, they can connect you um, to people who will help you with the financial things or you know, with QuickBooks or or figure that mm-hmm. out. And then when you're able to hire professionals, like mm-hmm. I, I felt like I, I couldn't hire people because I couldn't afford them. But mm-hmm. then once I started paying a bookkeeper. And was able to make more product and sell more product. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's worth her weight in gold. I mean, it just mm-hmm. it just kind of pours back into the business. And mm-hmm. so I would say find a good business counselor um, who can help you stretch in the directions that you're not comfortable um, growing in and help them support you. And then and then hire professionals who know what they're doing, even mm-hmm. if it's seems like it's out of reach or you know, you have to borrow a little bit of money to hire them. Totally worth it. It mm-hmm. That investment has just been invaluable to me. For sure. I think that especially like when you hire somebody, um, we don't really think about how much our time is worth as business owners. Like right. um, if per se, like just using like simple numbers, a bookkeeper costs a hundred dollars a month and I can make a hundred like and she can do the work in an hour and it takes me five hours like suddenly I can go out and use those five hours to make a hundred dollars to pay for her um and then some and so I think we don't always think about stuff like that so we don't we really Mm -hmm. don't it's it's hard to put a dollar amount on your time but Mm -hmm. man it adds up and also your sanity (laughs) Like, I'm with you, Jenny. Like, if I didn't have to look at numbers, like, the world would be better for it. Uh, But, like, uh, and so I'm really grateful for the people in my life who help me with that. Like, I still have, like, a a read on the pulse. Like, I know where our business is at. Like, I could tell you our numbers generally. But, like, I am so thankful that I have people in my life who actually know what they're talking about looking at those numbers. So, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. So, Jenny, if people want to find you, buy your chocolate, how should they do that? They should open their door and just yell for me (laughs) and I will show up with a suitcase. From North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just... (laughs) magically appear <laughs> with a suitcase full of chocolate yes. and let you you know like a and, sale <laughs> and all your dreams will come true because she'll de- deliver right. a suitcase of chocolate to you so that's right you can find me on my website which is jenny with an i jenny's ugly chocolates.com and mm-hmm. and then you, you're on instagram with the same I handle am. right mm-hmm. yes the exact same handle you can find me on instagram you can find me on facebook mm-hmm. i am on tiktok um Sweet. i try Good for you I, I try not to do too much because it's a rabbit hole of creativity 
So. Oh my gosh. Yes. 100%. Um, or for me, it's like a rabbit hole that sucks you in and you're just like two hours later, you're still watching videos. So um, <laughs> people are so creative. Um, that's one of my favorite things about TikTok. Um, and then can you, do you mind telling people like this, if they're in Greenville or visiting Greenville, where can they find your, like what's the coffee shop or the market? Uh. Yes. Okay. So you could go to visit greenvillenc.com. Uh, we love, we love our local uh, visitors bureau. We love them. They're amazing. Cool. Yeah. Um, you can go, if you want to visit Greenville, North Carolina, you can go to Dickinson Avenue uh, and you can go to the farmers and makers market. It's, I think it's 714 Dickinson Avenue. Okay. Always going to be mad at me if I can't get that address right. <laughs> It's okay. It's on Dickinson Avenue. So, and <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah. Sweet. Um, well, that sounds great. Um, and like this, what was it called? The sweet potato crunch? Yeah, sweet potato chocolate. crunch. Yeah. All right. So, if you're there, you have to try it. So, Jenny, thanks for joining us. I appreciate hearing about your story and all of the really cool things that you're up to. Thanks, Julie. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad that you have. If you've enjoyed it as much as we have, I just ask you to subscribe so you know each time we have a new episode coming out. If you loved our podcast and want to give us a rating or a review, I promise we will read each and every one of them. A special shout out to our friend, Carson Childers, who is producing our podcast. We really appreciate him and all the hard work that he's done for us. Also, thanks to the Stratos team. They have been behind the scenes doing all of the graphic design, brainstorming, etc., etc. Really, this wouldn't be possible without them. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys. Lastly, listener, we'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too. <laughs>